the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. As we head into Hour 2, it is a delight to bring to the show a new guest, James Fishback. He had a piece in the free press, um, thefp.com, which, man, increasingly just has critical reading in it, important reading in it. And um, I think I put it out on Twitter X or what I call Twix as um, dealing with the most important issue facing us right now. And interestingly enough, the least discussed. And James Fishback gets it exactly right. The title is Fentanyl is Killing American Kids. Most don't even know they're taking it. Mr. Fishback, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it very much. Well, it's my pleasure, Seth. Um, If you'll bear with just a little bit by way of introduction, every time I have a new guest, I like to give the audience a little autobiography from them. Do you mind just telling the audience a little bit about yourself, where and how you grew up and came to be doing what you're doing? Sure. I grew up in South Florida, went to a public high school in Broward County, went off to college in Washington, D.C. And since then, my full time has been managing an investment fund for various different companies, most recently Greenlight Capital. I left there in August to start my own fund uh, called Azoria Partners. And, uh, you know, I've been passionate about education since I was a part of this system, but also because high school debate in particular was something that changed my life. And so I started this organization called Incubate Debate back in 2019 as a no-cost platform that champions excellence, civility, and viewpoint diversity at a time where I think uh, our, our country is lacking in all three of those. And it was through Incubate Debate, Seth, that I became frustrated by how few of our students, bright, young, passionate patriots, how, how few of them actually knew about this thing called fentanyl that was sinister and was sneaky and was taking over a dozen young Americans every single week, disguised as something that they didn't even know they were taking. This matches exactly my experience. I was, um, I've been in this drug policy world for some years now, and I saw a report out of Arizona, Arizona Youth Survey, that showed an incredibly high number of 8th, 10th, and 12th graders saying they had never heard of it. And I took some friends on some experimental uh, journeys when we would go to lunch or dinner. I was telling them this. And they're my age. I don't know. Maybe we're in the same age. I'm in my 50s. And anyway, we would go to lunch or dinner, and I would say that kids, people really don't know about it. And they said, you've got to be kidding. I said, ask the waiter. Ask the waitress. And I tell you, Mr. Fishback, probably 7 out of 10 didn't know what fentanyl was. And when I described it to them a little bit, you know, just the basics, I said, oh, yeah, I might have heard of something like that. It's an incredible story. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and we can, you know, your, your anecdote at that restaurant lines up with the data nationally. So the data shows that about 75% of teens surveyed have no right. idea right. about this counterfeit right. pill, 
fentanyl crisis. Right. And so when they hear in music prescription drugs like Xanax, Adderall, and Percocet glorified and celebrated, they then associate that in a positive way. And then they don't realize that these cheap drugs are flooding the market, are coming across that border, that poorest southern border, and they're disguised as the very tricks, as the very drugs that are glorified in our media and our culture, Xanax, Percocet, Adderall, and so on. And so the issue isn't just that fentanyl is so deadly, it's that it is effectively invisible for young people. When a young person dies from fentanyl, Seth, they don't go on Instagram or they don't ask a friend, hey, can you get me some fentanyl? No, most of them have no idea that they're dying from fentanyl. Most of them think, hey, I got a Percocet because... You know, that's what the rapper said was cool. Or, hey, I got an Adderall, actually well-intentioned, because despite what you want to say about substance abuse with Adderall, it, it maybe comes from a somewhat decent place, which is, I want to study harder. I want to pull an all-nighter. And that's, we don't necessarily stigmatize that in the same way we stigmatize, I want to get high right. or I want to experience ecstasy. Right. No, that's exactly right, uh, Mr. Fischer. And what we find is, and what I have been saying I started a nonprofit as well here to try and educate people on this. We can talk more about that whole project in a moment, but too often it's one and done. Uh, we are now at a point where kids at parties or overnights, uh, young adults at parties or overnights, whatever you want to call it, dances, they uh, sporting athletic events, concerts, um, they are taking something – from a friend or from someone else, they have no idea what is in it. And seven out of 10 times, seven out of 10 now, 70% fentanyl. And, then, and by the way, you know, we, we hear the, uh, we hear the uh, reference to Russian roulette oftentimes in our circles. Yeah. Well, Russian roulette is one in six. Right. 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 And so, you know, I, I'd rather at worst, play at Russian worst, roulette. Right. Yeah. At, at worst. At worst. Yeah. I, I'd rather play Russian roulette. Right. Right. Then 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 accept a pill from anyone other than a doctor or a pharmacist. And the crazy thing, Seth, is that you have someone, you know, like a a Brianna Scott, who tragically died near Atlanta in May of 2020. It was her friend, her closest friend who offered her what she thought was a Percocet. The friend didn't know. Brianna didn't know. They actually split the pill. They didn't even take the whole pill. And just to show you how sloppily fentanyl is made by these Mexican cartels south of us, they had half the pill had fentanyl, the other half didn't. And so Brianna tragically died at the hands of this fake fentanyl pill, but her friend survived. And so this is the gamble that kids are signing up for. This is the new drug talk that parents, that faith leaders, that teachers, that aunts and uncles, if you've got a young person in your life, don't hesitate. Don't delay. Talk with them today, tomorrow, by Sunday. Talk with them about this crisis. You've, uh, in that last uh, response to my question, raised about 10 other issues that are involved here, <laughs> Mr. Fishback, that I'd like to go with you. And I got to tell you, I, you know, I sometimes feel like I'm going around like Diogenes looking for someone who understands this the way you do and the way I think I do. Um, Right. So let's talk about that splitting of the pill. Every doctor that gives you a pill for any kind of medication tells you not to break it up yourself because who knows how whatever intricacies in the making of it might divvy up the potencies of the medicine. 
eminently more true with cartels pressing these damn things where you can end up where half the pill has nothing toxic in it and the other half is uh, eight times the normal toxicity rate. So, yes, that message, of course, needs to be explained. But let's also talk a little bit because you said parents need to have these conversations. 100% agree. Why am I to the government? Um, You know, a, a lot of parents, you know it, I know it, have a lot on their hands and are dealing with a lot of stuff. And, you know, sometimes when it comes to public health and what could be a greater public health crisis than 112,000 people dying a year from this, mostly under the age of 50, um, where's the government on this? You go to the government websites or you go to cities like New York or San Francisco where these problems are huge. They've raised the white flag on this. If you're going to the CDC and they're pushing and you get into this in your piece, Mr. Fishback, they're pushing fentanyl test strips. Read what the CDC says. My God, they say so that you can ensure that your cocaine is pure of fentanyl. That's what they're talking about. If you go to San Francisco or New York, you see signs in subways and on the streets saying if you're going to use, and by the way, it's happy young adults at a bar scene looking like you'd want to look if you were 18, 19, or 20, start small. Use with friends. My God, sir. My God. I know. And and that is fatalism at its finest. And that is throwing the towel. You saw it in that CDC fact sheet that I linked to in the free press piece, where there's this inherent contradiction, Seth. On one hand, fentanyl is 50 times more potent than heroin. Right. On the other hand, it's just fine as long as you test for it. Right. And so the testing strips, we can get into that a bit. Yeah. The testing strips, yeah, they're about 96% accurate, but that makes one key assumption, which is that the, the, the part of the pill, the part of the drug that you are testing, that that sample is an accurate representation of the rest of the drug that you will That's soon ingest. That's a fair ingest. point. That's a we very know that in the point. case in the tragic death of Brianna Scott, that didn't happen. And so there's actually a real, real chance that had Brianna Scott tested that Percocet, B A. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got to take a quick commercial break. Are you okay to stay a little bit? Can we? Can we? Yep. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I'm talking to James Fishback. He and I will be right back. Read his piece over at the Free Press. Fentanyl is killing American kids. Most don't even know they're taking it. TheFP.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, talking with James Fishback, F-I-S-H-B-A-C-K. Fentanyl is killing American kids. Most don't even know they're taking it over at the Free Press, TheFP.com. Mr. Fishback, I spell your name only because when you have a name like Liebson, these things aren't always self-evident. So just so people can more easily access, I'm, I'm always sensitive to those sort of things when they want to look up the authors I speak with. Let's stay with these fentanyl te- test strips for a moment. If you go to the CDC website right now, it's a, it's I, the reason I say it's a white flag, and you're right to say to talk about the efficacy of them in the one hand, but on the other hand, um, what is it? I, I, let me read from the CDC website directly. Fentanyl test strips are small strips of paper that can detect the presence of fentanyl in all different kinds of drugs, cocaine, methamphetamine, heroin, and drug pills. FTS, fentanyl test strips, provide people who use drugs and communities with important information about fentanyl in the illicit drug supply so they can take steps to reduce overdose. So what the CDC is saying, Mr. Fishback, 
is that if you're going to be using cocaine and methamphetamine and heroin, here's a safer way to do it. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, is this how we did drunk driving? Did we say if you are going to drink and drive, have a hamburger first? Or if you are going to drink and drive, make it a beer, not a whiskey? This is a white flag that is killing Americans, sir. My view. Your view is absolutely right. And we've completely given up on the ability to actually target the problem at the source. Let's just put aside the fact that obviously the drugs in question may not be sampled correctly and the test strips may not prove to be effective. Let's also recognize that at how counterproductive this is to go out there and to accurately say that fentanyl is the most dangerous drug we've ever seen in the United States. And then to say, but wait, there's a way to account for that danger is sending the wrong signal to young Americans, which is why we're seeing this tragic, tragic number of over a dozen of them dying every single week. Most of them, Seth, having no idea that they even ingested fentanyl. So now we're in another area that really ticks me off, and I'm sorry you've got my blood high. <laughs> Mr. Fishback, you've got my blood pressure up. Because what this country clearly knows how to do with a public health issue and publicizing it and the dangers around it. It does. This country, when it wants to publicize a public health issue, it knows how to do that. We did that, my gosh, we did it with COVID to a fairly well and then some. Um, we shut down schools. We shut down businesses. We didn't let Americans within six feet of each other. This thing, this, this drug crisis is killing people under 50 and it is killing four times as many children in any given year than COVID did in the course of three and a half years and there is no messaging on this whatsoever none none absolutely none and i'll actually quantify that if you'd like seth so far this year the cdc account on twitter the cdc account on twitter has sent out warnings about covid Mm -hmm. Three times as much right. as they've sent out warnings about fentanyl. Right. COVID, right. four years after the start of the pandemic, right. a pandemic where nearly all Americans have immunity to this virus, right. which is essentially a nothing burger, which is killing no one at right. this point, right. versus fentanyl, which is taking over a dozen young, precious, beautiful children from us every week. We do not have our priorities straight. We're losing the equivalent of two airliners crashing overhead every day to drug overdose. That's fentanyl plus other stuff, uh, fentanyl plus cocaine and meth. But I want people to understand that is the enormity of the crisis we're talking about. Two Southwest airline flights crashing over our heads every single day. The Vietnam Memorial, it took 16 years to get those 58,000 names. You could build two of those memorials a year with what we're losing in drug overdose. So the question, Mr. Fishback, becomes why, why is the government, state, local, federal, why are they so silent on this? That's a great question. And I think part of it is they don't want to tackle the source of the problem. Look, there's a short-run problem. There's a long-run problem. The short-run problem is kids, people don't know about fentanyl. All the parents that I spoke to, all of the parents of victims, they had one thing in common, despite being very different, different shades of melanin, different amounts in their bank account, different occupations. They all shared one thing in common is that they did not appreciate the risk and the danger of fentanyl until it took their child. Correct. And so what we can do right here, we can talk about the border, we can talk about China, we can talk about all of that. But what we can do right now, bang for buck, 
is we can get this message out to people that the drug supply is not safe. Even if you believe what you're taking is an FDA-approved prescription drug, it is not what it seems to be. And you are playing a deadly, deadly gamble where there are no winners. That's the first thing that we can do, because I'll tell you, we don't control the levers of power, you and me and your listeners. We can't fix the border overnight, but can't fix China overnight. But we can talk to our kids tonight and make sure that they don't become a victim to this poison. The longer run issue is the supply. The Mexican cartels, the Jalisco cartel, you've got Sinaloa. They are turning something, Seth, that costs 10 to 30 cents into a product that they can sell for $10 to $30. A hundred times their money like that. That is part of the problem. How can we tackle the cartel source? And how, how, so how can we address the demand, the anxiety among young people, the depression, the feelings that they're not good enough, the self-esteem issues, especially among young men in this country? How can we address those root causes that are leading them to seek out the prescription drugs, which we know are not prescription drugs, but are actually fentanyl? So I think Vivek Ramaswamy really touched on this well during his campaign, where he talked about, yes, we have to tackle the supply but we also have to tackle the demand. What is it that is leading kids, not to fentanyl, but to drugs like Xanax, Percocet, and and the like that is causing them? And so big issues. I know that President Trump and President Biden are going to be at the border on Thursday. I hope we'll touch on that because this should be a bipartisan issue. It totally should be. This bothers me, too. Why is this not a bipartisan? It used to be. So 1979, until two years ago, you know this, I'm just doing this for the audience, 1979 was the high watermark of drug use in this country. The entirety of the country rolled up its sleeves and did something about it. Every politician spoke about it, every uh, athletic star, every uh, Hollywood star, uh, musical uh, star. They all got in the game, regardless of politics, and with the message along with those great, this is your brain on drugs ads, you remember the frying pan and the egg, we reduced drug use. People said you can't do anything, but we actually did. We reduced drug yep. use by 65% with those kinds and that kind of messaging. But you've put your finger on something, Mr. Fishback, that's critically important. And maybe on the other side of this break, we can talk a little bit more about it. Because while it's, I guess, convenient to talk about the supply issue, the truth of the matter is there would not be a supply issue if there weren't a demand issue. Uh, right. that, that series Narcos was so good. The opening line, I'll never forget, the guy said, when we came into Miami with cocaine in the mid-'70s, we had a demand problem. Within six months, we had a supply problem. That tells you exactly. everything you need to know about drugs. But if you can bear with me, I'd love to come back and do some more of this with you, sir. That be my pleasure. Thank you. Folks, if you want to take a look at the project I started with some friends on the prevention messaging, go to thestopstartshere.org, thestopstartshere.org. And uh, James Fishback and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It's a delight to have James Fishback on with me. He has a very important piece at the Free Press on the fentanyl crisis and our youth. Fentanyl is killing American kids. Most don't even know they're taking it. Please read it. Uh, the FP.com. Um, on the demand side, Mr. Fishback, on the youth initiation of drug use side, um, I tend to sometimes lose some of my audience on this, and I'd have no idea where you are on it, but sure. I'd love to get your thoughts. Um, yeah, we have a culture of drug use. James, uh, Joe Califano said we're a high society, and I think he's right about that. We've made drugs too handy for too many things. Any little problem 
Uh, there's a drug for it. When I read the terrible stories, the kinds of stories you highlight, Esther Wojcicki and people like that, um, there is an, a common element here. Almost everyone who ended up at the um, cemetery due to fentanyl, almost every one of these stories, almost every single one of them, when you read the parents' and friends' testimony, they all started with marijuana. Now, I have never made the case that I'm, – I'm highly anti-marijuana, but I have never much made the case of it being a gateway because I think it's harmful in and of itself enough. But the truth of the matter is, at least anecdotally from every major story you read about fentanyl, is almost yes. every one of these kids started there. Almost every one of them started there. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, and I'll tell you why in the case of a young man, 13 years old from, from California by the name of Luke Emanuel. He smoked pot, had a dealer on Snapchat, and then he was recovering from a root canal, Seth, and he had this excruciating pain. And he was telling his dealer on Snapchat about it over some messages, yep. Yep. and the dealer offered him something called a Percocet. Yep. And then all of a sudden... This Percocet gets delivered, he takes it, and he's dead. Yep. And because that wasn't a Percocet, as his mom tells me, right. that was straight fentanyl. Yep. And so, you know, this idea of a gateway drug, you know, the causation behind it will vary yep. from case to case. Yep. But the ultimate thing is, when you are putting people in contact with drug dealers who are selling the marijuana plugs, as young people in this country refer to them as, yep. those but we're also selling the very drugs that are pressed with fentanyl. Every fentanyl. drug dealer has a drug dealer. You betcha. Every yep. drug dealer has a drug dealer. And remember, every drug dealer has multiple products. Yep. And like every good business, drug dealers are trying to upsell you. Mm-hmm. They're always, because I'll tell you, the money's not in marijuana. No, the money is not in anymore. <laughs> no, we fixed no. that, didn't we? Yeah, we, we yeah, sure did. Right, right, right. Right? Right. The, the money, marijuana doesn't have 100x profit on the input cost. Right. It's the fentanyl pills that might cost the cartel 10 cents to make. They might sell to the dealer in Atlanta for two bucks. The dealer then turns around and sells that for 30. They're not making 15 times their money on marijuana. Correct. They're making 15 times their money on counterfeits right. that are pressed with fentanyl. And so when you walk in those same circles of the people who sell pot, those are the same people who are going to sell Percocets that are laced with fentanyl. So yeah, you can't go down this road because you're going to get upsold, you're going to get cross-sold, and you're going to end up getting buried six feet under because you bought something that, that you thought was something else. Would you agree with me, Mr. Fishback, that um, when we look at all the issues we're dealing with, whether it's crime, whether it's youth violence, even school shootings, when you're looking at um, education deficits and dropouts, I've got to tell you, I've done a pretty deep study. There's a lot of causes for a lot of these things. Drugs are almost 80 to 90 percent of all of them. Really, they are. It seems to me you want to get a handle on violent crime, youth crime, mass. You want to get a handle on this stuff? Stop screwing around with the circuitry of children's brains with drugs. That's my view. 100% with you. 100% with you. And this is the issue. that Nothing else matters, right? Right. If we can't talk about this issue, if we're losing a classroom full of kids or 200 adults, classroom full of kids every week, 200 adults every single day, nothing else matters until we can plug that hole and save young lives. Because if you're not alive, then your entire life trajectory, unfortunately, is irrelevant. You betcha. 
Here's how seriously the government is taking this mass problem. What, what's your schedule? Do you got to go or do you have a little more time in you? I got time. All right. Let me take a quick break. Um, and I'll do one more segment with you. This, this issue is so damn important, and I'm just so glad to have found you, sir. Thank you. James Fishback is our guest. His piece at the Free Press published uh, February 27th. Uh, it's fentanyl is killing American kids. Most don't even know they're taking it. Sorry, February 26th, yesterday. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. James Fishback is my guest, F-I-S-H-B-A-C-K, over at the Free Press, the FP.com. His important piece, Fentanyl is Killing American Kids. Most don't even know they're taking it. Um, about the seriousness of the government's role in this, uh, Mr. Fishback, I, um, I grew up in this issue in and around D.C. and whatever, just uh, around a lot of different places in this country. Here's a question I will often start when I do talks on this. Um, can anyone name the drugs are right now? Can yeah. anyone name who the drugs are? Used to be a famous person. There were at least two or three famous people. I don't know if anyone could name. I'll tell you something. I hate to say it. I don't bet Joe Biden could name the drugs are. I'm probably right. That's right. how missing in action we are right now on something that is killing twice. By the way, you know, we, we were talking, Mr. Fishback, about how this country knows how to handle a public health crisis when it wants to. Yeah. You're old enough probably to remember AIDS. You remember AIDS in the 80s and yeah. 90s? I mean, yeah. it was you. There were marches. There were ribbons. We went to college a week early when we went to college a week early to have three lessons on AIDS before college started. I mean, that we took this thing damn seriously. At its worst, sir, its worst year, 1995, we lost 50,000 Americans to it. We're losing double that amount right now with drugs. And we are not even 1% of the public education campaign we were on AIDS. To account for the population change since 1995, that would mean in 1995, with today's population, we would have lost about 90,000 Americans to AIDS. So almost double, almost double. Correct. Correct. And we saw it during COVID. They pulled out. And we all saw it during stops. COVID. Kids right. Were, right. Kids in some cases in California and New York were out of school for nearly two years, forced masking, social distancing, lectured, lambasted if they didn't follow the strict catechism of Dr. Fauci COVIDism. And so we have I'm not advocating for COVID. No, of course not. We just are saying we sure know how to overdo it when we want to even do it. Right. Exactly. Where on earth is the urgency? And the cynic in me, Seth, says that the mainstream media would be talking about this a heck of a lot more if they could find a way to blame Donald Trump. They can't. And so that is the issue, is that the politics is indifferent to the victims of fentanyl. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, black, white, straight, gay, rural, or urban. You can be taken by this poison. Esther Wachecki's son, Marco Troper, is unfortunately the latest example of that, we've got to accept the urgency, understand where we are, and solve this problem. Have this conversation with your kids, your grandkids, your neighbor, whoever it is, and you can save lives today. This is all I really want to spend my time on when I'm not on radio, sir, just to let you know, because not only is it motivating to me in and of itself, I'm convinced it can be done. I, I mean, I just know that it can be done because we have proven 
the theoretical with the actual. We did it once before from 1979 to 1992. We reduced it 65 percent when we were serious. If you reduced out of child wedlocks, if you uh, out of wedlock childbirth, if you reduced poverty rate, anything by 65 percent, you'd still be having ticker tape parades. I know we can do it if we get serious about it. My question to you, I guess, at the end here, sir, and thank you for your time and brain on it. When you do talk about this, what is the most resistant thing you hear back? What is the biggest oppositional point you ever hear? Is it that we can't do it, that we have to surrender, that – what is it? I, I, you tell me. I think the biggest opposition point is actually people in the so-called experts in the public health world. Yeah. And they'll say, look, kids are going to be kids. Kids are going to do drugs. We have to provide yeah. them with these harm reduction yeah. tools yeah. like Narcan, which is a navel spray that overdoses the right. – so that overdose, no, rather that reverses the overdose and these fentanyl test strips. And like you said, the, the data from the 70s is conclusive. When 75% of young people today don't even know about the crisis, that is a massive knowledge gap. We can close that knowledge gap. You've seen it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand with our nonprofit, not even once. And so I'm not giving up because I know that when young people are educated about these risks, they won't take the risk in the first place. And that's how we save lives. I'm batting a thousand with you. I'm going to dare take one more, throw one more ball at you. And it's on Narcan. So people talk to me about Narcan and I say, yeah, I suppose so. But let's understand that this is the ambulance at the end of a car crash. That's what Narcan is. And sometimes it saves the life and sometimes it doesn't. And if that's where your focus and solution is, you're way off base. Agree, disagree, moderate my point? I would agree a, a thousand to use that integer, a thousand percent. And here's why. If we've got a town that's got DUIs that are skyrocketing, the answer is not to hire more ambulance right. drivers. Okay. The answer is to get to the root cause. Let's talk about the numbers, Seth. Eighty-two percent of teen fatal overdoses happens at either their home or someone else's there it home. Is, yeah. So if we're going to stock every school in America, which is a massive, costly undertaking with Narcan, we're not going to even solve 8 out of 10 of these deaths. And that doesn't even assume the fact that, again, a third of these people who are overdosing are overdosing alone. You need someone else to administer the Narcan. So I love the way you frame that. I suppose Narcan could work. It certainly can and will continue to save lives. But it cannot be our first defense. Right. We have to educate these young people. They are walking into war, and they have no idea of what they've signed up for. The first rule is to understand that you're at war, and that's how you can win one. My, uh, my old teacher on this, uh, William Bennett, for, First Drugs Are, actually, he says, yeah, I mean, you can build prosthetic limb stores on the beachheads of shark-infested waters, or you can kill the damn sharks and put up signs saying, don't go swimming. But we're right now building prosthetic limb stores. That's what we're doing. That's exactly right. Well, it's just so good to meet you. <laughs> we're at the end of our time together. But I, um, I hope we can do this again. I hope so as well. Thank you for what you're doing out in Arizona. You bet. I'd love to come out and visit you one yeah, time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you? You're, you're based in Florida, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in South Florida. James Fishback, my new friend. Thank you, sir. Godspeed. My pleasure. You betcha. You as well.
Portions of this show brought to you by our good friends at Y-Refi. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Or give them a call at 888-Y-Refi-24. 888-Y-Refi-24. They have an investment in a um, secure and collateralized portfolio where you can earn up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return, and it's not correlated to the stock market or the federal Reserve. You're in control. You can turn your income on or off with Y-Refi. You can compound it, whatever you like. There are absolutely no fees. And think of this peace of mind. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back. So check them out at investyrefi.com. Invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Now, I have not mentioned this in a while, but we are doing a great event on March 26th, Fighting for Freedom. We're bringing out Mike Gallagher. He's in Israel right now, by the way. He went uh, on a fact-finding mission to Israel. You've been following him, haven't you, David? Uh, Mike Gallagher will be with us in Phoenix, March 26th, along with Officer Brandon Tatum. I'll be there. We'll be talking about all the issues in the election. And um, and you can get tickets at 960thepatriot.com. We'd love to have you. We also like to do a ticket giveaway um, with these kinds of events. So every Friday we will do a drawing. Uh, and give away a free pair of tickets to our event um, to enter, just email David Dahl. That's uh, D. Dahl. He's my producer. Many of you know him as young David. D. Dahl at SalemPHX.com. D. Dahl at SalemPHX.com. And make it simple. We'll know what you're talking about. Put FFF or Fighting for Freedom in the subject line or just make mention that you'd like to enter the drawing for free tickets to this event. And for those of you not... uh, not wanting to uh, risk it, 960thepatriot.com, 960thepatriot.com. Uh, this is our biggest public health crisis right now, drug overdoses. I'll repeat what I said earlier. We're losing two airliners crashing into each other a day, the equivalent of two airliners a day, the largest football stadium in North America a year. We are building more than two Vietnam Memorial walls a year with the deaths due to drug poisonings. Not calling them overdoses. We're calling them drug poisonings because there's no safe dose. You want to help? Check out the project we started here. Uh, The stop starts here. Jeff Taylor, Steve Moak, another dear friend of mine, Steve Twist, and Hugh Hallman, um, along with a few others, Ashley Reagan. The stop starts here.org. We are doing right now what worked in the 80s and 90s. We're on social media. We're going everywhere we can on social media to get the message to your kid. Don't even try it. Don't even start. For what can happen will be the worst nightmare you could even envision. The stopstartshere.org. Spread the word. Spread the message. And if you can help out financially, all it's going to do is mean we're going to get in front of more eyeballs with our messaging. God bless you all. Hugh Holman coming right up. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.